what is necessary to make sure that we are able to solve the dramatic problems we face. That was UN Chief Antonio Guterres laying out the scale of the task ahead for the nations of the world as leaders gather here at UN headquarters in New York next week. The message from the top is clear. Dramatic problems, as the Secretary General puts it, require heads of state to do what is necessary to solve them, and we've got a long way to go to meet the ambitious 2030 SDGs, or Sustainable Development Goals. Welcome to a special edition of our flagship podcast, The Lid Is On. I'm Natalie Hutchison, and up next you'll hear more from the man spearheading the United Nations, speaking about his expectations for the coming year. He says progress has been made in tackling the big problems from rampant natural disasters to climate change and poverty. But in all of these aspects and others, we are not on track to reach the concrete goals set for the coming decade. Melissa Fleming, newly appointed Undersecretary General for us here at the UN's Department of Global Communications, spoke to the SG earlier this week here in New York as five big summits are due to get underway tackling everything from climate change to development finance. You have said that the world is facing a critical time on a number of fronts. The climate emergency, rising inequality, an increase in hatred and tolerance, as well as peace and security challenges. Do you have a formula to address them? Well, the formula is more international cooperation. These are global issues that no country can solve alone. In relation to climate, that's why we are having a summit, uh, and that summit is aiming at making countries understand that they need to do much more than what they have been done until now, because we need to defeat climate change that is still running faster than what we are. And we see the consequences in devastating hurricanes, we see the consequences in glaciers melting, we see the consequences in public health deteriorating with heat waves and new diseases coming to uh, several areas. and so. We need more international cooperation to defeat climate change. And inequality is the same. We need a fair globalization. And the fair globalization is only possible with more international cooperation. That's why we are going to have a summit on the Sustainable Development Goals. That's why we have the Agenda 2030, which is the blueprint of the UN to bring all countries together for a fair globalization. And then if you move into all the other areas, from hate speech, it is clear that this is now spreading like wildfire everywhere. We need to fight it together. Uh, or even security issues, more and more of the crises we face have a multiplicity of factors from different parts of the world. So only with more international cooperation and the UN at the center of it, uh, we are able to uh, uh, address these challenges and hopefully to start solving them. The General Assembly will be an excellent opportunity for many of these issues to move forward. We have a climate uh, summit, we have a summit on the Sustainable Development Goals, which means on the Agenda 2030, the blueprint for fair globalization, and a summit for financing it, which is absolutely essential because without finance there is no way we can move uh, in the development areas. A summit on public health and global health coverage for public health, a summit on the small island developing states that are the first victims of climate change, as, as we all know, uh, and um, uh, all these combined, all these together, represent a comprehensive response in which the UN is trying to bring all countries uh, into uh, the same platform uh, to be able to solve exactly the kind of problems that you mentioned in your first question. One of those summits is a youth climate summit. Why is this special? Why, did, why are the youth being called together now here in New York? And because the youth has shown an enormous leadership on this, and it's perfectly understandable. Climate 
change is already a dramatic problem today, but it is clear it will be even more dramatic in the years to come. Uh, and so when the young people of today will be the adults that will be running the world uh, in a few decades, they will be facing the worst consequences of the mistakes we might make now. So the youth has been really in the forefront of pushing governments and pushing businesses and pushing cities and pushing all other actors to do what they have to do to stop climate change. And so uh, a youth summit is a very important instrument to put pressure on those that will have to take the decisions that are necessary. Well, the following day, or on, you will be uh, convening the Global Climate Summit here. You have uh, quite famously now said you are asking countries to come not with beautiful speeches, but with real action. What kind of expectations do you have for the kind of initiatives that might come? The action that is needed to meet the requirements that the international community of scientists is telling us are necessary to defeat climate change. Not to let the temperatures go above 1.5 degrees in the end of the century means that we need to be carbon neutral in 2050, needs to, that we need to reduce dramatically the emissions uh, uh, during the next decade. And what we want to have is more and more countries coming here and committing to carbon neutrality in 2050 and committing to uh, reductions, and our target is 45% of the emissions during the uh, next decade, uh, coming here to commit in relation to the financing of the Green Climate Fund and uh, of the $100 billion we need to have every year to support developing countries uh, in uh, adaptation and mitigation, uh, and coming here and announcing other investments that are absolutely essential uh, in order to make sure that uh, we uh, promote uh, uh, the kind of energy, renewable energy that uh, is needed in relation to uh, the fossil fuels that represent the past, that we are able to have a different agriculture, a different use of land, that cities uh, have different strategies in the way um, they reduce their emissions. I mean, lots of concrete, concrete measures that we hope states, cities, uh, businesses will be able to announce during the summit. Last two questions. Um, very importantly, uh, the leaders at the GA are also being asked to come here for a summit on sustainable development goals on Tuesday, also with commitments that will bring about results. Um, there will be also a meeting, as you just mentioned, on mobilizing financing to achieve the SDGs. What are your specific uh, expectations for the outcome of this SDG Well, first summit? of all, the recognition mm -hmm. that we are not on track. Uh, the Agenda 2030 in relation to the eradication of poverty, in relation to health, in relation to education, in relation to water and sanitation, to the oceans, to climate change, to all these aspects, uh, the Agenda 2030 determines uh, that we should in 2030 have reached a number of concrete goals. We are not on track. We are not doing enough. Um, and obviously there has been progress, there is uh, less absolute uh, uh, poverty than uh, a few decades ago, uh, there has been improvement in child uh, mortality or in excessive education, but we are not on track. We need more investment, more political action, more priority to those uh, aspects uh, that are uh, de described in the goals that we have fixed to have what I mentioned, a fair globalization to have a development that is simultaneously sustainable and inclusive, that leaves no one behind, that brings all those that have been marginalized by development into the benefits of, of that development. 
recognize that we're not on track, and then take the decisions necessary in investment, in policies, in changes uh, of different uh, forms of cooperation also at the international level or with the, the businesses, uh, the civil society, the local authorities, in order to come together more effectively to make sure that the Agenda 2030 is successfully implemented. Somewhat related to the SDGs, um, obviously, is health. Um, and there is going to be also a high-level meeting on universal health coverage uh, next week. Why is this so important in today's Because world? it's a basic right mm -hmm. that it's not yet universal. Mm -hmm. Many people have no health care. And m many people that have health care have no quality health care. Mm -hmm. And one fundamental objective is to make sure that sooner rather than later the world will be able to provide to all the citizens of the world the kind of quality health care they need and they deserve. Very good. Finally, peace and security will likely loom large uh, during the GA this week. Um, do you see any signs of hope in this area? There is hope in the sense that we see some problems moving forward in a positive way. We have seen progress uh, in Sudan. We have seen progress uh, uh, in the conversations on South Sudan uh, uh, last week. Uh, we have seen progress uh, in the Central African Republic with its uh, peace agreement. Uh, we see uh, that many elections that were supposed to have been a disaster for the countries ended uh, without violence from the DRC to the Maldives to Madagascar. So uh, there are many positive signs, but unfortunately, we also have many negative signs. Mm -hmm. And we see people UN. going on dying in, in Syria, in mm -hmm. Libya, in Yemen. And so uh, we need to increase our commitment to diplomacy for peace. And we need to make countries understand, especially those that to a certain extent are responsible for these wars by proxy, make countries understand that these are wars nobody is winning, everybody is losing, and they are becoming more and more interlinked to global terrorism and becoming a threat not only for the countries where the, these conflicts take place, but for the whole of the international community. The final note, uh, your message to the leaders coming here to New York to the General Assembly next week? Do what is necessary to make sure that we are able to solve the dramatic problems we face. Secretary General, thank you very much. Thank you. That was UN Secretary General Antonio Guterres and the UN's Head of Global Communications, Melissa Fleming, in conversation here at UN Headquarters in New York. I'm Natalie Hutchison, and you've been listening to a special edition of our Lit Is On podcast from UN News. We'll have in-depth coverage of all the big stories and speeches at the UN General Assembly High Level Week coming up. You can find us at www.news.un.org en, and you can also catch all our podcasts, interviews, and news bulletins on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com unradio. Check out our brand new podcast, which lifts the veil on what's really going on during UNGA and UNHQ in general, Uncomplicated. Thanks for listening.